Okay, the Sefer on, on page Mem Hey. Yeah, so he he begins the first paragraph with a little bit of a recap. He's an excellent teacher. So that'll bring us back to where we left off. We we've come to the realization that that we have to find some way to be able to to be able to access that part of us that's always connected to God. And the part of us that's always connected to Hashem as well is the Neshama. Not any other, not any other part of us. The chelik elokamimal, that chelik, that's that that portion of God that Chazal were talking about when they said Yisrael kuchubicha the Jewish people Hashem and the Torah are one. That part of us is not our eyes, our ears. That part of us is the neshama. So in order for us to feel inseparable from God, we have to be able to access that part of us that feels inseparable. And the only part of us that feels that it is absolutely one with God is the neshama. Every other part can talk about God or think about God or so on and so forth, but doesn't feel inseparable from God. It's only the neshama. So the question is, how do we? So how do we get to that? Like, how do you get to your neshama? So we were learning in the last parak that the most powerful, powerful way of doing that is through the kachadibur, the power of speech, because what brought about the fusion, the the binding together of body and soul is the Dibur, remember? Man became a living being, his neshama, joined together with his guf through the Kahadibur. As, as Targum translates, Nefesh is Yeruch Mamalala, a speaking being. So there is no more powerful part of us than speech that can bring us back into that primordial point of neshama connecting into the guf. And here we are in our guf, here we are in the guf, in the body, and there's a part of us that's called the neshama. We don't know what that is, where it is, but we do know that that it's that the power of speech is the mystery of the shidduch between the body and the soul. It's telling us how in our bodies can we find our soul through the kachadibu. So then we were talking about what do you mean? We're constantly saying things. We're davening. We're saying words of Torah, and we don't feel close to God. It doesn't make us feel any closer. So what we left at the, what we last were talking about at the end of the Paragdalit was, unfortunately, when the words are not spoken in the way that they need to be spoken, which we're going to learn about. So then, it's no better, unfortunately, than siftufei haifais, the chattering of a parakeet. Parakeet also doesn't feel any closer to Hashem because of what he's saying. So when a person says things in the wrong way, we'll talk about how to say them, then those diburim are, no, are not called real diburim. It's not called the speech that a Jew is capable of. <clears throat> However, when one does use speech in the, optimum, in the optimal way, in its correct way, then there is no greater means of accessing that part of ourselves as the Nishama. So that's what we're going to talk about now. So he sums up at the big, on page Memhei, the Saifa Perka Kaitan Biyanu Shahat Surla Ibras and Nishamali as Begilui Begolui Hi Aide Kahabima. We learned that the way 
to be ma'ira, to awaken the neshama and to reveal the neshama within us is through the power of speech. We just spoke about it. How did man become a speaking being? Through the shidduch of the neshama, the soul, with the body. That means that we have this <coughs> this ability to experience the neshama in the guf through the power of speech. When when the neshama is not being revealed within us, then our words must be no better, very little better than the than stam a paraki. So we touch this adavar. In order for us to understand more deeply, more clearly, this power of speech of Dibur, Nakdim Maimah Chazal Yadur, will begin with a very well-known Chazal in the Gemara and Brachis, Makach just as Hashem fills the entire world, Af so the Neshama fills the entire body. This is a very remarkable comparison that Chazal make. Kadosh fills the world and the Neshama fills the body. So he explains very big Yisad. To what can this be compared? A person is wearing a glove on his hand. And every one of his fingers is filling the empty space of one of the fingers of the glove. And the entire glove is is containing the hand. My yesh What do we have? Yad We have a hand that is enclosed in a glove. My What happens if God forbid a person is missing a finger? We understand that in that space where the finger used to be, the material of the glove is empty and it just falls down. Bends down. There's nothing in that in that finger of the glove to hold that to hold the material together to hold it up. So Chazal say this amazing marshal to understand how how the Rishon fills the world. I mean, it's obviously not an exact marshal; it's a marshal. All the Mishalim that we, whenever, whenever there's a Mishal that Hashem, it can't be Be'emis, 100%, of course not. But the Neshama, it fills the body. As Hashem fills the world. Perusha, what does this mean? Shechiyas ha-Neshama mispashet is the kol ramach evar v'shasagidav shalha adam. If we think about this, this would help us a lot. That means that the Neshama, that life of the Neshama, is mispashet, it spreads forth, and it infiltrates into each of the Ramach and Shesah, into all of our limbs, into all of our organs. Just like the finger fills that part of the glove. The Neshama fills every part of us, the Ramach and the Shesah. That gives us life, and it gives life to all of the Evarim, all of the parts of the person. Therefore, if you see, God forbid, a person... Who's, who has a part of his body that is not functioning, that is not alive or it's missing, even if it's there, but it's it's not functioning, 
can go in Yad Aregel, God forbid the person doesn't have any feeling in his hand or in his leg. The deeper meaning of this is that the chiyas that we call the life force and the vitality of the soul hasn't or is not able to extend into that foot or into that finger, into that toe. It's not there. The chiyas of the nisham is not there. So the, so the toe nebuch is, is, is not alive. Since the inner life of the toe or of the finger is gone, that part of the body is dead. It has no life in it. It could not only is it dead, but it could infect and endanger the rest of the the rest of the body. Climber, page Saguf. This reality of the neshama of the soul filling the body. Thank God, our fingers, our, our feet, our eyes are filled with the chiyas of the neshama. When, God forbid, when it comes to a time when the neshama is finished with the body altogether, when it's time to leave, that's called death. When it leaves one of the fingers or one of the toes, that's the death of that limb. When it leaves the body entirely, it's the death of the entire person. If it leaves one aver, it's a dead, then it means that it's that limb is not alive. This is a very, very profound thing. Think about this carefully. There are three levels, three madregas. There's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who fills the entire world. That means that every single thing, every drop of air, only has chiyas if HaKadosh Baruch Hu fills it. The same way that the neshama fills the guf, if the, if the pinky is missing that chiyas of the neshama, it dies. On a higher level, HaKadosh Baruch Hu fills every inch of reality, every microcosm of reality, and were HaKadosh Baruch Hu to leave that place of reality it would no longer exist mm-hmm. obviously the inner point of life of all reality is Hashem who fills the universe who fills the world now the neshama HaKadosh Baruch is enclosed and, and, and hidden in in the neshama, and then the neshama is hidden and enclosed in the body. So Hashem fills the neshama, the neshama fills the body. Im adam writes alagil harvanshalom. So now I'd like to find Hashem. How do I get to him? How do you get to the harvanshalom? So im adam writes alagia el harvanishlaylam. Reishis alav lotzis mitar chalavush. Now there's a way to do that. How do you get to the harvanshalom? The way to get to the Rebbein Shalom is Kaidim Kol, I have to climb out of the Lavush, I have to climb out of the first of, of that disguise that's called the body. I have to get out of the body. I have to find a way how to escape the confines of my body. Hashem is enclosed in the Neshama. The Neshama is enclosed in the Guf. I'd like to get to Hashem. To get to Hashem, I have to access my neshama. 
In order to do that, I first have to leave the goof. I have to leave. That doesn't mean anything kabbalistic, as we'll see. I have to leave the confines of my physical reality and enter into the into the neshama, because Hashem is enclosed in my neshama. Then the path is relatively straightforward and simple. To get to the next level, the next level, the next door, which is a Kaddish Baruch. So let's go back to how we do that. Man became a living being. We learned, Chazal tell us, that Hashem exhaled, He breathed into the body of Adam, into each of and every one of us. He breathed a neshama. So Hashem's presence is contained in that neshama that He exhaled into each and every one of us. In that neshama is Hashem. Enclosed in the neshama, right, is Hashem, which he, Hashem's breath exhaled into each and every one of us. Man denofach medilei nofach. When you blow something, it comes from within you. Hashem Kivyochel from within Himself exhaled into the body, the neshama. In that neshama, in that breath that is God's breath, is Hashem. Have is this Let's look. When we blow into something, what exactly are we doing? Yeshna Gachelis, so the example that is given in the Amchal and other, and other tzaddikim in their writings you have a coal and that coal has in it just a little little bit of the fire still left in it you don't see any fire coming out from the charcoal you don't see any fire coming out it has a little bit a little bit of the fire that's in it still but it's in, it's inside the coal. You don't see. It's not nigla. It's inside the coal. Any one of us that's ever made a barbecue knows what that means, or or sees how that works with a coal. Now we know that in the old days they had they, they would use the bellows right to blow it. But when you when you blow onto the Onto the gachelus, onto the kol. Al yidei nefiha milab the haodem is haish. If a person would do it and be very careful, and he would blow onto the coals, that would that would be milab the aish that would awaken and reveal the fire that's inside the kol. Hanimtzis behelam gachalum, which is hidden in the in the coals. And would reveal the fire that's hidden within the coals. <coughs> this Nakuda of man denafach etzel adam, he bechinah shel hotzaz haish min habakarach el hapal. The ability that man has to reveal that which is hidden within him, that breath. That, or that mitzvah of God that is enclosed within him, that's the mystery of man denofach. What does that mean? You and I want to awaken the flame that's contained within us. All of us have a fire in us. It's the fire of Hashem's Baruch. That's in, in our Nisham. How do we blow on that? How do we awaken that? How do we get it out? 
how do we how we make everything a kudah and in the neshama, there's Hashem. So we want to be able to blow that the man the same way that Hashem breathed into us all of this apparatus, the neshama and himself, he breathed it into us. Somehow we're being told that through through a breath of ours, through blowing, which is speech, of course, not speaking, we're able to what? To be malabeh, to awaken the fire that's hidden within us, that was breathed into us. She says, well, of course, which is godliness. We have to, the only way we can do that is by our being nofeach, our blowing. Blowing here means speaking, and once a year, there's a remarkable, remarkable thing. This is the highest level, even higher than speech, which is what I'm talking about. Shoifer. Shoifer bluesen. Blowing the shofar, which is an m- unbelievable thing, which is the highest madriga of man of of reconnecting to the nefiche, to the breath, even before there are words. Because all the shofar is, is the breath. It's the highest madriga, is the shofar. It's beyond, higher than any word. But that's not for now the shofar. But the only way we could do it is nafach. Keshem shi yitzir asadam nasa the same way that when God created man, it was through his breathing, his nefichah, and that's how he blew into us the neshama, and in the neshama there's him, Kivyachal himself. Kach, so to hayis oiruz, v'kol pa'am, any time that you want to discover, un- <coughs> wake up, a reveal, unearth and uncover within us, that Breath is through Let's look at the marshal. The same way that by blowing on a coal, I could bring out real fire. Not the idea of the fire. Not the concept of the fire. But by blowing on the coal, it starts to act up. The fire comes out. Mitzias gemurah shakais maskal. There's a real mitzias. If you take a kid and you look and you tell him, now you and I see, we see the coals and we know that they're hot, but you don't see any fire. And you tell the kid, you know there's a fire inside there. The kid will say, I don't see anything. There's no fire. And they say, trust me, there's a fire in there. Just be careful. And any adult knows that if you blow on it, or if you drop a little bit of water on it, the fire backs up. So it's not the idea of fire. It's not like you have to tell the kid there's only a concept of fire hidden in that coal. There's real fire in that coal. Where is it? So you can't see it. But there's a way to there's a way to get to it. How do you do it? By by blowing. So exactly this so it is with a human being. Through his blowing, which is speaking of course. Who might see us on the Shama Mehalim Lagidli. The person is able to be Maitsi to draw out, to awaken the soul that is hidden, and a Kashbarhu that is hidden within this Mitsias that's called a human being, a Jew. Geshem Shakashbarhu Mitsias Gemurah. And Hashem is a complete Mitsias. It's not the idea of God like all of us have been struggling with all of our lives, a thought about God. It's God Himself. God Himself, Kiryachal, 
the mitzvahs of the Bayre is the Aish in the Gachelis, as Chazal tells us in the Zoyer and all the Sramagdash. That's why Shlomo says, Vishafeha, Rishpei Aish shall have his car. That's why our love for God is compared to fiery coals, which means it's in the coal, but if you don't do anything, if you don't speak about it, Nafshi Yotzebedab, it says over there. If you don't speak about it, Nafshi Yotzebedab, if you don't, if you're not no Feach, then the fire of God's Metzias remains contained within the coal. You might not ever feel anything. Keshem Shekaj Baruch Hu Metzias who had din? Legabe and Neshama Kedoshah, the next page, shall call Yachid V'yachid. It's the same thing with the Neshama Kedoshah of each and every Jew. Ha Neshama Hino Metziyaz Gemur. The Neshama is a complete Metziyaz. Kamoisha HaGuf Metziyaz Gemur. The same way that the body, the Guf, is a complete Metziyaz. As you look at the body, the body is real. We think the body is something which is real. The neshama is like a, you know, spiritual. I don't know. We talk about it all the years, but we don't see it. We don't feel it. So we don't think that it's real. We think if there's an idea of a soul, there's an idea of a neshama. It's not true. The same way the body is real, the neshama is real, and, the, and, and, and inside the neshama there's a real God. The body is real, the neshama is real, and the body is real. And when a person, when a person blows, so to speak, with a nefichah with words, which we'll talk about how, he's able to megala this reality that's the soul. The same way that when you blow on the coal, you megala, there's a reality inside of this called a fire. Until that time you were just talking about a fire, you think there's a fire, you heard about a fire. But through the nefichah, you megala the fire mamish. So too, through the nefich of a human being, of a, of a yid, we're able to megalu the neshama mamish. Like Yisairus, not just a, like a feeling. Like Yislav, Yispalus, Rig Sheshel, Simcha, nice feelings, excitement. Kol Elohem Talodis Mimeno. Those are all feelings that we have that come from the neshama. Avala Yisairus Shalav Kolim Yitzhiya Sagmur Shalom Neshama. You saw the neshama mamish. It's contained inside each and every one of us. Expressions of the neshama, joy, excitement, happiness, those are all expressions. But we have to realize that by being no feyach, we're able to mamish, mamish, unco- uncover, reveal the etzim ha-neshama. And in the etzim ha-neshama is the boyri ha is the creator himself. But we're not finished. We have to go right. So how... What, do we, what kind of deep word do we have to use? How do you do this? What kind of words? Because we've all been saying holy words all of our lives since we're saying Teretzil and Amayish. Shema is saying every day all these words. I don't feel anything. Where's the Metzies of my Neshama? Where's the Metzies of God? Niftach Mashal. Let's learn it. Let's use a Mashal again. Kvutsas Anoshim Oyndum Mesaychim Zemze. There's a group of people that are standing around schmoozing. Lechad Karim Ruven. One guy's name is Reuven, the other guy's name is Shimon Shlishi Levi, etc. Somebody else comes over there and says, Reuven. Of course, the person who answers says, yes, his name is Reuven. Unless they're a bunch of wise guys. When you say Reuven, Reuven says yes. Shimon doesn't say yes. And Levi doesn't say yes. Reuven says yes. Because his name is called. 
And if a guy comes to the room and says, Shimon, then Shimon answers, yes. You say him, more than that. In this group of people, you have people that know different languages. One guy knows Hebrew, Let's say you come to three people. One guy speaks Hebrew, one guy speaks Yiddish, the other guy speaks English. And you don't call Reuben Shimon Levi. Right? Reuben, Hebrew, Yiddish, English. Reuben Shimon Levi. And you don't call by name. But I come to the room and I say, and I call out, and I call out in, in what? In Hebrew. Right? How do you feel? So the Yiddish speaker is not going to answer, and the English speaker is not going to answer. The Hebrew speaker knows that you're talking to him, because he's the Hebrew speaker there, right? So he come to room. This guy knows Hebrew. This guy knows Yiddish. This guy knows English. And he ask, you know, he ask, uh, how are you feeling? The two other guys that don't speak Hebrew, they're not going to answer. What does it mean? The guy says, the one guy says who's, the other guy says what, and the other guy that understands is the one that speaks Hebrew, right? No, come on, Certainly, the Moshe can't reach the, the Nimshal can't be like the Moshe exactly. Listen carefully. This Jew has a gewaldige kayach for Mishalom, as you see, he has beautiful Mishalom. Anything that you, when you want to call to something, or someone, or something. You have to call in the language that it understands. If you're going to call to Reuven and call him by the name Shimon, some of you might have had a rabbi that called you by the wrong name, but for like four years. We had we had my class in, in high school. There was a guy, and the, he told every time the rebbe called him, he, he called him by the wrong name, and he always told the rebbe his right name, and the rebbe just said every time the wrong name. So when you call somebody by the, by what he's not called, then he doesn't get it, he doesn't respond. You have to call something by its name and in its language. If he doesn't, if it's no language, then you just say Shimon. If his name is Shimon, no. But if, if you just call by language, and it has to be the language he speaks. But if you call it in Chinese or in Japanese, he doesn't know what you're talking about. If you want a kid to respond, you don't speak to the kid the same way you speak to an adult. You don't, you don't go over to the kid and say, uh, you know, what are your, your reflections upon the present situation in Eretz Yisrael? You know, the kid just looks at you, doesn't know what you're talking about, right? You have to talk in the kid's language. A kid doesn't understand the language of an adult. So whenever you want to be ma'ayrer, another, you want to reveal the other, you want to get the other one's attention and response, you have to use the language of the chaps. Our problem, listen how this is so important. He says, what language do we really know? And what language are we really familiar with? And Torah can be a person that has a million dollar vocabulary. The language that we're familiar with is called the Dibush Guf. It's the body's language. Not body language. That's something else. It's the body's language. This is our problem. What language does the Neshama speak? He says, the Neshama understands Neshama language. What do you mean by body's language? By language, by, sell, pass the fries, 
How you feeling? Oh, just regular talk. That's what you regular sprach. Uh, regular talk. That's body language. Uh, the body is that. It could be something much more intelligent, like, what are your thoughts about the predicament right now? It's a swell. Yeah, hey, Rome's like this, this was like that, this guy. Yeah, but that's all Mahayalm, it's all things of this world that you could see, you could touch, you smell. No, that's how we talk, that's what we're talking about. That's called Dibrahagur, that's called the body's language. Physical stuff, physical conversation. It could be ideas also, but the ideas are all ideas that are related to physical reality. The physical reality, that's, really that's called Dibrahagur. Gashmias. Yeah, Gashmias, but again, could be very nice, brilliant ideas, but it's all. Conversations also? Wait, 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 wait. She says like this. But what's the Nishama's language? The Nishama exists. There's a real thing called the Nishama inside of us and inside your friend. Next page, we want, to, we want a response from you. We want you to answer me. You know, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you and I want you to answer. So if you say that to somebody who doesn't speak a word of uh, a word of English, I'm talking to you, why don't you answer me? And he looks at you, huh? I'm talking to you, I've asked you a question, could you answer me? And he goes, whatever the language it is. So he doesn't respond. You can only get a response, you can only have a gilui, the only person can only reveal who he is to you if you address him in the language that he understands. <coughs> The question is, What neshama does the language? No. What language does neshama speak? When will the neshama respond? Notice he's saying. We just said. We said. We said an hour ago. A few hours ago. We said five minutes ago. Some of you said like me a shahakal. Okay. So we say these are neshama words. It sounds like it's neshama words. So we're trying to know. So how come I didn't feel anything? I didn't feel my neshama. I didn't feel God when I said shahakal. So there must be something wrong in our in our communicating to the neshama, because the neshama speaks a certain language. It responds to a certain language. And if we speak the language of the neshama, the neshama will say, "Yeah, yeah." The neshama will be megal itself, just like when you speak to Reuven, you say, "Reuven says, yeah." <clears throat> or if you speak to somebody in a language that he speaks his language, you say, you're listening? And he's sitting next to you, you say, yeah, I'm listening to you. What do you have to say? So, if we're saying things that are spiritually uh, based, but the Nishama's not responding, it means felt at this. Something's wrong. Something's missing. You have to speak to the Nishama in the language of the Nishama. Now, that could be in Hebrew, English, or Yiddish, but you have to speak in the language of the Nishama. As long as our words are the language of the body, then the only one that hears it is the guf. That's it. It's the only thing that's, that might be a, a respond is the body. That's the only thing that's going to respond, but not the neshama. If you're unfamiliar, if you don't know the language of the neshama, having the shmosi Mesmits, then the neshama is like dead. Even though it's there, but the neshama is the neshama is what? The neshama is not what you're talking about. In other words, you're standing in shul. You came, you came your 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 usual, you know, Shabbos morning, fashionable, twenty minutes, half hour late, and you give a yawn. You look around to see who who's here, who's a, who's a bigger Russian than you that comes later, right? And you and you and you say you start if you look a little bit at the book. So all right. You hear they're already saying, uh, 
you know, Kelodim. All right, Baruch uh, Shema. I'll say a little bit here. I say a little like that. You can't understand how you know. How come the fire is not coming out of the coals? Because all you're saying when you're saying those words, even if you're thinking a little bit about the words, okay, you're just speaking dibur haguf. It's just dibur haguf. If you, it's a madrager to think about the words. That's not necessarily sfas and neshama. Just understand Hebrew. It doesn't mean sfas and neshama. I could be a bucky in Hebrew, and he's saying the words. He's saying nishmas. It doesn't mean his neshama is being addressed, right? But it could be you're just saying nishmas. And nishmas is another way of saying if if there would be a translator, a real interpreter underneath your nishmas, what what could it say on the Shabbos morning? I'm saying these things because my father, grandfather did. I wish I didn't have to. I'd much rather be still in bed. When, I'm, when in God's name is this going to be over so I can get to my charland? Right? That's all That's all found in the Nishmas. If there'd be some Navi that would be writing subtitles to the Nishmas, he'd say, I'm saying this because I don't want to go to Gehanim. Because God, because somehow I was told that God wants me to say this Nishmas today. Because it's Shabbos. I don't want to go to Gehanim. I want to go to heaven and, be, and somehow, like, I don't want to go for bad stuff. Not in this world, not the next world. So I got to say Nishmas, because I was told that if I don't say Nishmas, I'm going, to get, I'm going to Gehenna. So I'm saying this word Nishmas. These are all words of the goof. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to, I don't want to be burned. I don't want to be singed. I don't want to get a clap. These are all Nishmas. I want to be able to, I, I really would rather be in bed. I'd rather be in bed. I had to get up so I, sh- so I shouldn't go to Gehenna. Well, so my friends shouldn't think that I'm not from because I have a nice daughter. Why shouldn't she get a shidduch? Because I'm just because I'm a loyutzlah. She shouldn't get a shidduch. So here I am in shul. I want everybody to see that I have come. I'm looking. Everybody sees I'm here, right? I'm in shul. They look at me. Am I saying the words? Yes. Do I have the towels over my head? I have the towels on my head. Do I look like I'm serious? I guess my eyes are closed right now. Okay. If there would be somebody, a navi that would write the subtitles, that's all the boom of the goof. Oh, you're, you're saying the word nishmas. It's a very spiritual word. It means nishmas. The soul of every living thing. But there couldn't be a more physical word in the world. It's saying, get me out of here. Get me out of this place. I just want to be home. I just want to be on a, on a pillow. Someone dropping a potato and some beans in my mouth and finish. Right? I'm tired. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it, but I have to. Because my children need to get a shidduch. And I don't want my parents to be upset. And even if my parents are not alive anymore, what do they have to have agnes nefesh? I gave them enough when they were alive. They need to have after they're dead, to have mozaris. I don't want them to have any aggravation. So here I am, reporting in for duty. Nishmas kol chai, you know, it's good. So imagine if you had enough, you're going to each person stopping of writing, you know, writing the subtitles. The, the, but it's all diburm, it's not the svas and neshama. So then you're wondering, how can we not feel God? How can we not feel the neshama? The Torah says, the neshama doesn't speak that language. The neshama doesn't speak sleeping, cholent, you know, shidduch. The neshama doesn't speak that language. So he says, Sarach al-dabram neshama, misfas and neshama. Calls my children madabram, misfas al-guf. As long as he's speaking with the language of the guf, misha shamei, so he'll go to bodies listening. Good. So the body is hearing Nishmas Kolchai. It's crazy, but that's what's going on. And what is the body, what is the body thinking when you say Nishmas Kolchai? The body is thinking, I'm one step closer than when I was, I'm one step closer than I was by Baruch Shama. I'm doing better, I'm doing better. I'm almost there, but it's almost going to be, soon is going to be Shemana soon. And then when you're saying, rushing through the words, what's the body, the body is hearing? Yeah, another, Another hour, and you're going to be, you're going to be home. 
Another hour you'll be home or you'll be at the Kiddush. Another hour. Hold on. Those are all Dibrum of the Guru, if you understand. That's body talk. That's not Nishama talk. That's body talk. So the body responds. How does the body respond? Sometimes you can begin to actually salivate when you think it when you when when you're thinking about the the, the Kiddush. You're saying you're already, you're already holding by Musa if you say Tikanta Shabbos with Sisa Kumasat. In the Stiebel I grew up, it was only three minutes later and the kugels were being passed over their heads. And it was almost on the table and the Alpha were already sitting down, you know, by Ankel or Kano. Everybody had everybody had a fork in their hand, everybody was sitting already at the table. Everybody was already sitting, it was past the Shabbos already. And every single week the Rebbe would say, No, no, no. And and and, and Milof was sitting over there already already with the drink and already ready calling out why they what's the matter with the cake, what's the matter with the designers, no, no, no. And they have to stand over there saying saying Elaine Shabbat. That's how it was. So that's not so that that's the word those are the words of the Nishama. That the Nishama hears that, the Nishama Khlar responds to it. That's what he's saying. It's a mace mitzvah. You're calling for the Nisham, the Nisham does, you're saying beautiful words. Nishmas Kolchai, Nisham is not answering. Nisham doesn't understand your language. But you don't get it. I'm talking Hebrew. Nisham speaks Hebrew, no. And I'm saying, and I'm saying not only am I talking Hebrew, when the Nisham speaks Hebrew, I'm talking, I'm talking uh, words about the Nisham herself. Nishmas Kolchai. You don't chat? What's the matter with you? The Nisham says, huh? I don't understand you. He's saying, I'm saying Hebrew, and I'm saying the word Nishmas. And the Shama says, huh? The Guf understands. The Guf's Kiddush. The Guf says, Kiddush, Guf says, I have to shluf. The Guf says, the Guf says, right? When the Shama is, Karim Achra Vein Oynim. This is not a fake time. No? This is not someone who's trying to talk to the What? This is not someone who's trying to talk to the Shama. Say them. Wait, let's learn about how, let's first see what the wrong way is. Then we're going to see about how we could try to talk to Nishama. We're going to have to try to talk to Nishama. Kairam Akhra Vainoinim. One thing is clear. The Nishama, hold on. Does that person expect that he's making some connection with God by saying Nishmas? He, he might, he might like, he might like, he might. That's what he was taught growing he, up. He might, he might wonder why is it that I don't feel anything, and then think about it like Rosh and Kippur, all those empty, all the empty Nishmases that I said, like you know. Because he's a yid and he feels bad maybe at the end of the day. He says, a Krishna, what's going on? You know, bothers him. It might bother him. All right, if you're talking about Stam and idiot. Yeah, 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 I give me very extreme examples just to be able to make it clear, but most most Jews are not, most from people we hope are not like that, like that picture that 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 uh, But but to one degree or another, we're not speaking the Nishama's language. So Karim if you're calling out, you're wondering why doesn't he answer? The answer is Amy Shaina. So no one's answering. So so you could start to wonder, maybe I don't have a Nishama, you know. Something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. I did so many averes, uh, you know, I wasn't uh, raised in such a good way. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Other people, they seem to get into it. I'm not into it. Eliyahu Bahar Karmel Arach Mivchan. Eliyahu Bahar Karmel, he made a test. Right? He said, if Hashem, is, if Hashem is God, right? The Jews were all mixed up. They were, they were, they were worshipping Avadazar Baal, and they also believed in God. So the Navi said, if Hashem is, if Hashem is God, then follow him. 
And if you think that the Baal is God, go to him. What was the test? You remember the test. Everything was ready there. The the the, the, the mizbech, everything was set up. And he, and they were screaming to Baal. They were screaming out to Baal all day long, right? It says all day they're screaming out to their God, to the Avadazar. So he says, in you scream out and you wait for a response. That's what they were doing. They were screaming to the Baal. Baal didn't answer. They didn't get any answer. You can't get an answer from Baal. The Baal can't hear. The Neshama can hear. You just have to speak to the Neshama in a language that she understands. Remember this, Rabbi Sittal, 120. The Neshama will respond, will answer. It has ears, it's not a piece of wood. It's not, a, it's not an idol. The Neshama is alive, it exists. God is alive, He exists. The Neshama and Hashem will respond when you speak in the language of the Neshama. Diburim shal Neshama. The same way when you speak to someone and you address him with his name, he'll turn around right away and say, Yeah, who is it? Who's calling me? It's exactly this. If you address the Neshama in the language of the Neshama, the Neshama will definitely respond. Will definitely respond. There's no question. The Neshama will respond. The Neshama is waiting for a long time. You and the Neshama is waiting for a long time to hear, to hear you calling to her. The Neshama is waiting for a long time. 15, 20, 30 years to hear something from you. That someone finally speaks her language. Right? The Neshama is waiting to hear. The Neshama is going to respond very, very anxiously. The Neshama will respond powerfully if you speak her language. Our job is to learn the language of the Neshama. No, let's learn. What is the Neshama's language? How do you do that? What language do you speak? So that the Neshama will listen, and the Neshama will answer, will respond. And in the Neshama is the Rabbi the world was created with ten utterances. Hashem spoke ten diburim and He created the world. And then the Torah was given with ten utterances. Everybody's familiar with this Rashi. And it says by Maimon Hasinai. This is what you should say to Beis Yaakov, and this is what you should speak to Bnei Yisrael. Move a Barashi. Rashi says, why does it say time le Beis Yaakov? That means Elohanasha means to speak, mean to say. It's talking about to the women. Is used a gentle lashon. Time, right? Amira, in a gentle way, speak to the women. Le Beis Yaakov. Time le handelashon Rakhir. Rashi says, gentle. The sagid lebnei Yisrael means words that a kashim kegidim means to speak is in a stronger way. Einchem dedukim pierces harm. To the men, tell them all about the punishments and what's going to happen to them if they're not. The women say careful, gentle. To the men, stark, stark. If you don't do it, you're going to get this. If you do, you'll be good. 
Tvarim Hakoshen Kegidim, like Rashi says, like a gid, like a like a vein, like it's hard, tough. We all know this Rashi. What does this mean? Chazal Ekdiul Onukan Sheyeshlam Shnei Sugi Dibur. Chazal teaching us there are two types of speech, two types of dibur. Yesh dibur Hamudik Dibur. There's one that's called dibur by Yedaber. Ledaber Yesh dibur Hamudik Amira. And there's speech that's called Amira, saying. To the women, you have to speak in that way that's called Amira, is Beloshan Raka, gentle. To the men, you speak Beloshan Koshikidim, strong. This is, this is true on the most obvious level, that the women have to be careful to speak in a gentle way. If you speak to a woman in a, in a strong way, she can't hear it. That's not her language. The second you talk to in a strong way, she gets upset and cry. She doesn't hear it. You heard, I read in the newspaper that the other day, you know that you know how the, how these Minovalim put that that judge Alito. You know, is that how you say his name? I never heard. It. I only saw it in the paper. Alito. Uh, Alito. He seems to be a very very harsh of a person. This person, and the Minovalim are putting through all these things because all these the, 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 these low lives, the Democrats, are they try to distort Amish Minovalim. And the guy's the guy's obviously a decent, elegant person. He's a harsh of a person, and he and they put him through 18 hours of asking him, of interrogating him, the most absurd, ridiculous things. And he's Gavaldic. I read that he was answering Kaseda. But at some point the other day, his Rebbitson just started to cry. She couldn't take it. That her husband, she couldn't take it. That they're speaking in such a way, this Mushchasim. Are speaking. The Imam yeah, spoke that. Yeah, yeah, because, because you know, like, because like 45 years ago, he belonged to something, you know, a club, whatever the mice was. But all the Irish kite and all the, like, like well, let's ask Professor Ted Kennedy what he was doing 40 years ago. <laughs> right? Which knows I'll even bring up the subject of his little car ride over the bridge in Massachusetts. He never for a second gave up his membership. <clears throat> He's a a a a a zok and a mushchas, as big as he was, and the chutzpah that he has to to ask these kinds of nakudas from a decent person, from a person who doesn't have anything like that in his past. This this, but the the so the so the the zocher, Alito himself was answering all the dibur, but she I read she just couldn't, and the second she started to cry, and that that was everything was finished. It was really, that's why I read. I don't know what happened, but like they saw that uh oh, they made a big mistake because they caused the rabbits to cry, and then right away the whole country is you know Alito's in. That was it, finished. Because the lady cried, finished. The the mice is over, right? That's what happened. The cynic says that's also. Huh? The political cynic says that that's also. Um, I mean, they decided that after 18 hours she would cry. No, she cried on purpose. It was a, with a chasm. Yeah. I'm just saying the other side of it. No, no. That's, that was Ted Kennedy's That's idea. Nice. That's what happened. That's the thing. She cried. Was, they couldn't even question her anymore. That's right. It was finished. I understand. But she but she was holding out for 18 hours. Someone's saying these things to your husband. You know what she knows is shkorm and kazavim. And now that she knows that every single person who's asking the question is the, is has a past that you can't print or put up in... If anybody would put any of these... Can you imagine putting shumat for 18 hours? Not that he's capable of thinking for that long. Or if you put, if you put any of these guys... Ted Kennedy, 18 hours. He can't go for, he can't go for a shkormat. So you understand? 18 minutes, forget it, 18 hours. A Ted Kennedy, ask, anyone's can ask him one kasha. He'll never answer, of course, always uh, uh, how they all go like that.
right? Or take take the Senator Clinton, either the either the, either the Rob or the Robinson, and you put them on eighteen seconds. Answer, answer. They'll never answer. They're always talking. So the, so the lady starts to cry because that because she can't hear Diburim. A woman, the Diburim, her teva is rach. which means that the soul of God Hashem caused us, gave us the ability to understand Bina. Then Bina is saying that if a woman has an additional ingredient, an additional component, or a higher level of Bina, and it says it means that a woman who has more Bina has an, has easier access to what to uncovering the neshama, which is one of the reasons why she might cry more easily. Ashavade, of course, on a deeper level. Why does that cry? Because that's when the neshama is higher. Doesn't I didn't say that, not the shirsh of the neshama is higher. She has a, easier access to the neshama. I didn't say the neshama of a man is on a higher madrega, right, but that she has easier access. It comes out. I just said that that's one of the reasons why one of the symptoms of that can come out also with tears. But that's not important. The main thing is that the neshama by a woman is it's easier to access the neshama because she has this koyach of bina, and and when it comes to bina, nishma shakai sevina. Rav Shavada, of course, there's a bechina hafachas on an on an opposite level. We know that a woman is closer to the physical physical things. She's more connected to physical things, and the man is more connected to neshama. These are different magdregas that have to do in kabbalah with aris and kelim. Not for now. This is clear in the svar magdashim. That the feminine quality of the soul is more open and revealed than the male quality of the soul. We learn from here a Murdoch The language that the Nishami hears is gentle language. Gentle and sincere. Not not the male language, but the female language. What is the language of the body? When you speak of a punishment and finding and penalizing and hitting. That's the language of the goof. That's the male language. The language of the nisham is gentle. Mahi loshen raka. What does that mean? The pasuk says, "Tamim tima shem lekecha to be simple, to be pure with Hashem." Tivah shal tamim shushemem bekabel dvarim. What does it mean? Tamimus. Tamimus means I hear what I I accept what they tell me. Amumi chayke kol davar. Shrewdness means I gotta investigate and inquire everything. The snake was, of course, Orum. What does it mean? From all the animals? The snake was connected to Eitzadas. Eitzadas means skepticism. Not, I don't know. 
I gotta hear more about this. I gotta understand this. That's the Eitzadas. That's the snake. Vada sheish nagam tamimus shliutz. Of course, tamimus can be also a negative thing. Adam tamim nitan leram. It's very easy to cheat and trick a tamim. Avliyesh not tamimus the kedusha, but there's a holiness of tamimus. There's a tamimus of holiness. Shiem mahusa tamimus shal hanasham, which is the inner quality of the neshama. Hanasham mahusa midas tamimus. The inner quality of the neshama is simple and sweet and pure and open and accepting. Yaakov nishanikra ishtam. Yaakov is called the Ishtam, who are next of Bechir Ovis. He's the highest of the Ovis. He ate a lot of and the Shom and Nipsis Yosef Begol. Because by the Tom, the Nisham is more revealed. Yaakov is the highest one. So, it's late. So, you just, just this one more paragraph, to another minute. Kshemadavim Adam Shehu Koshuv Lishmoya as Advarm Umuunyan Kablam. When you're speaking to a person who's open and is interested in what you're saying, you just need to explain to him. He, he wants to understand, he just he have to explain. There's no point in saying something that's harsh or threatening a person. If a person wants to hear and is open and wants to know what you and wants to listen to you and wants to accept what you're saying, you don't have to start screaming and yelling and saying bad things and harsh things. You have to say to in that language. That's pleasant and easy. He wants to, he wants to be makabel. He's longing to hear. When you're talking to someone who's stuck with the Yetzirah and it's very bad, if he's stubborn, to break through that, to break through that Yetzirah, then you have to be very, very tough. The body is kosher. The body is tough, filled with tithes. You have to speak stark. The Nisham is gentle. And, and accepting, adina v'shayfaz, and the neshama at some tiva mechapeses rakalukus. The neshama, by its nature, is seeking only God. As Hakadosh Baruch Hu, vein tzarich lulchetz ay soladabri to dvar kashim. You don't have to get up and give some fiery musa talk. You don't have to get up and start saying you're a roshi, you're a manuvi, you're a You don't put on tefillin. You don't keep Shabbos. You don't have to talk that language. That's not the language of the neshama. Called diba shal emes. Any word that's emes and diba that's tamimus. And the Shem is a negative of the Shem delights in. Right, so when Mr. Kekas is Chabalov wants to connect to. But when the words are coming not from the Nisham of another Jew, but the words are coming from his Guf, and he, even if he's saying Tayyar, but he's saying it in a harsh way. The Nisham naturally resists, resents, and distances herself from things that are spoken in the language of the Guf. The Nisham doesn't hear it. Right, we're gonna have to. It's getting late. We're gonna have to. We'll have to finish up next time.